Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. My name is Corby LaCroix, and the song you're hearing right now is called Great and Mighty One, available on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your music. But for now, recording from the Unscripted Studio at the Junction in Old Hilliard, here's your host and my friend, Aaron Conrad. Great Redeemer, God of all right, everybody, welcome to Unscripted from my basement. I promise you the junction is coming. I've seen it. It, is, it will be here. Thank you, Corby, for my intro on the audio. Wow, uh, I am uh, I'm blown away today. I got, I got a special guest. He's got much better, if you're watching on video, my man's got a good setup, and he's got good cameras, and we just spent a few minutes in pregame talking about his setup, so I appreciate his time on that. Let me go ahead and just run through a quick introduction uh, my guest today, Mr. Roy Hall Jr., he is a motivational speaker, executive coach, and former NFL uh, wide receiver. He was drafted by the Indianapolis Colts in the fifth round of the 2007 NFL draft. He played college for some local, I think it was a small school here locally called Ohio State. I think, is that, am I, does that get that right? Is it Ohio uh, the, State? The Ohio State University. <laughs> I'm sorry, the Ohio State University. Uh, all, all kidding aside, Roy is currently a motivational speaker, executive coach, and he is a podcast. Uh, he is a podcast host, and honestly, his podcast is what I want mine to be when I grow up. But um, he is. Uh, he also does. Um, he's inspiring people through corporate environment, uh, through lessons learned with his NFL and football career. Uh, he's executive director and co-founder of the Columbus, Ohio-based nonprofit-driven foundation. Uh, please help me welcome my guest, Mr. Roy Hall. Man, thank you so much. And I have two other things to say to you. But, man, let me throw it to you, Mr. Roy. Did I miss anything in there? You know what? That that was that was perfect. That was perfect. I appreciate it, man. And you read it with enthusiasm. I've had some awful introductions before in person. And, you know, where I had a guy one time bring me to the stage. And this is one thing that you learn just kind of over the years of, you know, when when you're speaking in front of your introduction sets the tone for the mm -hmm. entire rest of the speech. And I had a guy come up to the stage, somebody that was a sponsor. So there's the event management team or whatever. And then there was a sponsor and they say, hey, here's his, here's Roy's bio. You know, just get to know him a little bit and then go up and introduce him as the, the main sponsor of this event. He went up there and he said, hey, everybody, I really don't speak that much. OK, Roy. And that was <laughs> it. On. I was like, what? <laughs> really? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> now I got to go up there and introduce myself <laughs> with extra enthusiasm. He literally right. walked up and was like, hey, you know, I'm really not a public speaker, speaker or anything. All right, Roy. And that was it. No first name, no last name, no information. They don't know where I'm from. So I had to do all of that. So now, you know, I let I let them know it's it's actually written in the contract. Like, here's the introduction. This is what I need you to do. Either play this video or here's the bio that you can use. And you can't read it from the bio. You got to get to know me a little bit. I mean, could you imagine like if if we did anything and you said, oh, man, my man, Roy Hall's coming. I know him. We're good friends, so forth and so on. And then you got up on stage and you had to read my bio, like <laughs> read it word for word, like, you know, in front of a whole bunch of people. It's different when we're doing podcasts and things. But, you know, word for word in front of like people like, do you even know this guy? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, So, I, you know, it's, it's contractually like we got to get the intros right. 
Right. Well, and luckily we don't have a contract. <laughs> no, <laughs> and I, and no, thank no. God for Wikipedia, because because honestly, man, that's where I pulled it. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but but I will say we do know each other. So that and you, man, you teed me up perfect. It's like you almost have a podcast that's really good and stuff. Because man, like I, I got the two things I was gonna say is the first time we met, man, um, it was it was in a conference room, and you walk in all muscles bulging and everything else because you you're you're pretty well put together, man. I'm just gonna say. I, like I said on Twitter today, we're not going to compare muscles because because you got me on that one and it's not close. But, um, man, you walk into this conference room, muscles bulging, you know, uh, NFL career, Ohio State player. Man, you, you, you know, you're the guy and you walk in and you treat me like we'd known each other forever. And so that's the first thing I wanted to say was, man, that that meant the world to a guy like myself that I never met you before. And you treated me with just the kindness and respect. And uh, man, I felt like we walked away that day, friends. And so that leads to number two is a couple of weeks later, it just the world being as small as it is, you and I run into each other at a, and I think we had talked about it, but but we ran into each other in Michigan and uh, we, we both had somebody competing in this little, whatever it was. I don't even know what it was. It was one of our, our kids were competing in something. Mm-hmm. And man, again, you, you know, you treated me like we'd been friends forever. And I, I won't forget that. And um, that's why as soon as I, you know, had the opportunity, I wanted you to come on. Cause hopefully, you know, in my opinion, we are friends. And, and, and uh, like you said, I, I felt like you treated me like a friend from day one and that's so important. So I, I think that leads us probably into a lot of what we want to talk about today in terms of leadership and just we we didn't again we are unscripted so uh you had asked you sent me a message to say what we were hey, talking about I said, I, hey man i'll try and get prepared here right. you sent me a message i said i don't know man it's unscripted right. so, I don't know what we so talk let about me here. let me leave it at that you know at the end of the day what i want people to know is man they, the only the, the few times you and i have had interaction you treated me like i was like i've known you forever and maybe it's because we're both from cleveland shout out 216 but but that being aside, man, what's going on in Roy Hall's world? Yeah, you know, I appreciate that. And then I don't know if if you get higher ratings or, you know, people leave you better reviews when you make them cry and you get transparent. <laughs> they talk to you about that, that transparency right now. Everybody's like, oh, man, Aaron's a great guy, man. This, he's sharing his heart right now. You know what I mean? Like you're mm-hmm. making people cry, man. You connect I, I to you yeah. connected to the listeners. No, that that's good. <laughs> I think, um, you know, let me say this before I answer your question. You know, one of the responsibilities um, as a leader, one of the responsibilities as, um, I guess, the captain of the ship, uh, but most importantly, one of the responsibilities as a human is to recognize that the person that you're encountering or the person that uh, you're having a conversation with, the person that you meet, uh, could be the person that changes your life forever, or you could change their life forever. Mm-hmm. A conversation um, can impact an entire community. A, a conversation, one conversation can spark um, the the trajectory of an entire country being changed. Just one conversation yep. uh, where you can have, for example, you can have a teacher tell a young man or a young woman you have the potential to be the next president of the United States. You, you have the potential to uh, take your expertise in science or biology and create the cure for cancer. That, that's a real thing. Right. And just from a conversation. So how you treat people 
is it shouldn't be I don't know you, so I'm not going to expose you to me. It should be I don't know you, but I do know that you have a heart. Your heart may be hardened. Your heart may be distorted. Your heart may be, and, I, and I'm talking from a medical metaphorical sense, it, it may be something going on in you, but just a high five from me, a word of encouragement, me wearing a t-shirt that says some inspirational on it, or me just spending five minutes with you and you knowing that I'm a former Buckeye, a former NFL player, could be just enough to, in that moment, get you through the next day. And that day could have been the worst day of your life until we encountered each other. So I just believe that, human beings have a superpower that's on the inside of them. And it's not until you become selfless and like, yo, you and I are the like, we're the same. Like, Hey, we breathing, right? We all, both of us breathe and inhale and exhale 23,000 times every day. On average, each human being on average has 108,000 heartbeats. Like you get those. And I get those. We both get our 86,400 seconds. We both get an entire day, 24 hours. We still get that. And so if we get that, when I meet you, I got five minutes and I may never encounter you again. But what if just what if I said something or you said something to me or you made a deposit or I made a deposit or whatever it was that sparked a friendship, a relationship to have you and me on a conversation here years later mm -hmm. um, that's making a difference all around the world as people listen to you. And so I think people need to take more advantage of instead of looking. So what people do is they find out who they want to meet. And they try and position themselves to meet that person because they'll benefit from it or, or get, it'll advance them some way, somehow. And mm -hmm. instead of trying to position yourself to meet a certain person, you should position yourself or recognize the position that you're in mm -hmm. to influence and impact the people that come in, in contact with you every single day. Because if you're not giving a common person or the person that's on your level the time of day, you don't even deserve to talk to the person that you're trying to get to. So. Um, I don't know how I got on that tangent. It's unscripted. So I figured yeah, I would great. throw that in there. Yeah. Um, well, I was but, just going to say, what are the links? Because we're almost done. Because that, that yeah. shut it down. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't shut off yet. Don't shut it off there yet. You no, go. I mean, no, no, man. That, that preach. Because and, 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 and if you ever see me looking aside, people know this. If you ever see me look aside, I'm not not listening. I'm, I'm making notes. Um, oh, I'm not listening. I'm not listening. I'm we. If this is, I'm not worried about you right now. I'm on the platform. But you can awesome. eat a piece of chicken if you want to. You can do whatever you need to do, brother. <laughs> I might go get some real quick. Go but for no, it. <laughs> one one of the notes I made you, and, and I want to go back to that because you talked about a school teacher, man. There was a story of Stevie Wonder, and I'm going to ruin the story. And, and if you Google it, you'll probably find it different. But um, there was a teacher, and, and the teacher said there was a mouse loose in the. Have you ever heard this story about Stevie Wonder? Mm -mm. So there was, and I ruined it by telling you who the, who the student was, but, but they, there, there was a mouse loose in a classroom and the teacher could not figure it out where it was. And, and so they finally went to the student and they said, Hey, you have this unbelievable, you know, uh, ear for things. Can you help us find? And, and it was Stevie wonder and Stevie wonder discovered who he was because the teacher imposed in him and said, Hey, we got to find this mouse. Now that may not be true. I don't know, but <laughs> that's the story as I've always heard it. But to your point, you know, someone, someone somewhere can, can impart wisdom into us. The other question I had for you is that I wrote down is where, so you've learned this, this, this isn't, or were you born this way? What, how did you know what you just imparted into me? Were there people in your life that imparted that into you? Or were you just born with that wisdom and knowledge that you just imparted on all of us? No, I, I, I think it's learned. I think okay. it's learned and it's trained. And it's also recognizing that 
your respective platform is still a platform, no matter high, how high or how low you, you, you believe it is. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of it is ingrained in you. Usually like I learned most of it in college okay. where you, you may be uncomfortable um, or a little bit apprehensive about stepping out and talking to people and greeting people and having conversation about say Ohio state football, but that's the part of the responsibility that comes with the platform because that's the part that they don't teach you as you are elevated, your responsibility to take care of others increases. And Mm -hmm. so the more people that want to rise to a certain level, um, for example, if you want um, every single time that you have a podcast episode, you want a million people listening, two million, 10 million. I want 10 million downloads every. OK, but when you get 10 million people downloading your podcast every single week, now all of a sudden your responsibility and what you say is critical. So it's no longer we can just go as unscripted as we want to, because if you get the wrong guest saying the wrong thing and it goes out to 10 million people, it could impact people and tear people down or whatever it may be. So right. higher you get the more you got to understand you may not want to do it but you get to do it and the opposite could be true where you don't have your position and you don't have anybody that wants to talk to you Mm -hmm. and so when you meet someone when you talk to someone as much as it's like oh you know i just want to be out here at my daughter's track meet or hey man (laughs) listen i just want to shop and buy some bottled water bro like hey man look i just want to come into the store like Mm -hmm. i don't want to talk Hey, man, I know I wear a size large T-shirt when I should be wearing a 2XL. I know my T-shirt is tight and my arms look big. You ain't got to tell me every like that may be how you feel initially. But usually that 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 first emotion or that first thought is usually one that's selfish and it's coming from your ego. So you got to bypass that one to get to the second or third thing, which is, you know what? This man or this young man or this young woman or or or, or this teacher or whoever it may be is somebody that you can impact and inspire uh, in a matter of two to three minutes just by hanging out with them for a few seconds. Mm-hmm. And you got to also figure that they got some negative experiences with maybe some people um, that are celebrities or former athletes or whatever it may be. So now all of a sudden, and this is for a common person. Any, also, you don't know how people think about you until like if, if you're, for example, if you're a black person, if you never encountered a white person, then you walk and you end up walking down the street past a white person and you say hello and they don't speak to you or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Immediately it gets logged as this type of person and this is who they are and all those people are wrong. Right. Every time that you talk to someone, it's an opportunity to learn and it's an opportunity to teach. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that was developed in me at The Ohio State University. Coach Trestle had the saying, remember who you are. And mm-hmm. it carries so much weight. Not mm-hmm. only was he saying, make sure that you uh, know who you represent, you know, Scarlet and Gray, you represent The Ohio State University, this entire football team, you represent your family's last name. But now all of a sudden it's remember who you are to me. Hey, remember you're a human being and people are going through things. Mm -hmm. So whoever you talk to is an opportunity for them to see your heart. It's an opportunity for you to reveal who you really are in that moment or two. They may like it. They may not. But it's better than them making assumptions. So um, to get back to your original question, like two questions ago, what am I up to? This is what I'm up to, you know, uh, working in corporate America. Um, motivating professionals, motivating people to, to to stay motivated, right? Keep a positive perspective and the walk in purpose. And so that on podcasts, uh, working in the community through the Driven Foundation, these are all things that I'm doing. What's coming out of my mouth um, is me trying to best articulate, you know, what it is that I do on a daily basis, which is help people. Yeah. So 
and, and I, I hate to go back to it. It sounds like Coach Tressel had a huge influence on your life. Is that fair to say? Oh, it's more than fair. And it wasn't necessarily kind of constant, direct conversations. Mm-hmm. It's just you you see how people lead. And he's an action-oriented leader. And he put in systems and believed in the things that he already had and believed in his people. And so you kind of watch. I wasn't the guy to go into Coach Tressel's office and sit down and talk about playing time and I need to play more. And, you know, like, I just wasn't that guy. I'm not built that way. And mm-hmm. some guys are. Some guys need to go in and talk and vent. And I just wasn't that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I believe that just watching and paying attention to what worked carries over. Um, and so there's a reason why people win national championships. There's a reason why you can get hired from a Youngstown state to the Ohio state university, primarily off of your character, more than your experience at the D one level. Um, and obviously he was a national champion, multiple national Mm -hmm. champion at Youngstown state, but it's like, Hey, we will hire this man off of his character. And there's something about knowing the process. Um, I tell people all the time, your character determines your destiny. And they're like, well, what Mm -hmm. do you mean? Well, it's, it's not what you do. Um, well, I'll say it this way. Your thoughts lead to your feelings, your feelings to your decisions, your decisions to your actions, your actions over the course of time, develop your habits, your habits produce and engineer your character, your character determines your destiny. People get hired and fired, not because of their talent. People get hired and fired based on their character. Mm-hmm. I got hurt my first year in Indianapolis. I blew out my shoulder. My second year uh, had a knee surgery, missed 13 weeks. My third year uh, messed up my knee, missed the entire season. And Indianapolis kept me on the roster for three straight years. Mm-hmm. You don't get three straight years on a Super Bowl winning and Super Bowl contending team unless you have a high character, especially if you get hurt every single month, every single right. year. They right. gave me three years to the point where I can get my pension and all that vested, all that, because Indianapolis said, we're going to keep you around, not necessarily because you showed everything that you could do on the field. And we know you got potential. So part of it was potential, but the other part was character. How many people listening right now has a job and they have a position and they got hired or elevated or promoted because of their character, not necessarily because of their resume. And then you got other people that are super talented, amazing at what they do, but they're like, you know what? I can't trust this character. So mm. I can't trust who she is or yeah. how she's going to respond to adversity or how he's going to respond when things don't go their way. So I'd rather just cut ties now than to have this thing come up later. Your character determines your destiny. Man, so so much wisdom already. Um, and and it's, so now let me take it back to what you're doing now, because anyone listening, if you're driving down the road, you're probably listening or out for a walk or run or wherever people listen to this, wherever it lands. You're probably hearing the the enthusiasm, the um, wisdom that that uh, that Roy is bringing here. So now and now, if I'm walking, let's just say I'm with a business, or it, let me take it back to what you said after Trestle. And I apologize for going back to Trestle, but no, I'm kind of a Trestle guy. I'm not an Ohio State fan. I, I know. I, I mean, I'm sure. sorry. I, I just I'm a Carolina guy. I understand the difference. Hey, I, I'm a Carolina guy, but but I did I I, I will always respect Jim Trussell. I'm just going to say that flat out. I have a ton of respect for him um, in in his job that he did here and all. That. Anyway, so you uh you now are, are are speaking. You have your podcast. So let's talk about that because I think people are hearing this and going, man, I got I, I have. Hopefully, they haven't logged off and and gone to follow your podcast. Hopefully, they'll do that <laughs> at the end. But at the end of the day, follow his podcast because I think you're hearing the wisdom and knowledge that that, that uh, Roy is clearly passionate about. So, what started the podcast? What started? What's the? And so, if hang on, pin in that. First question. 
unscripted. <laughs> if uh, <laughs> if I'm a business and I hear this, I hear this wisdom, and I say, man, my, I need to inspire my team with right. this kind of uh, inspiration. And clearly, you're very articulate and very good at this. How do I? What, what's what's my next path as we're as we're talking? What's my next path if someone wants to bring you in? No, that's simple. Uh, okay. Please go to royhalljr.com. Okay. Uh, royhalljr.com lays out um, some of the things that I speak on. Uh, whether it be low motivation, um, staying engaged, um, specifically now going back to work with the pandemic, kind of uh, fizzling its way out, so to speak, um, keeping people engaged, how to transition back from being in the virtual world to being in person, uh, teamwork, communication, the the heavier things. And they're like, hey, well, where's your experience in that? And a lot of it comes from that time I spent in the NFL as a professional. Um, you have a billion dollar owner. Um, you have general managers, you have front office people, you got a, a Hall of Fame quarterback and Peyton Manning with Hall of Fame receivers and uh, Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne and the Hall of Fame coach and Tony Dungy. You got to know how to communicate and you pick up some things on how to be a great professional. If you hear a lot of these NFL and NBA and NHL and MLB interviews, people talk about, man, you got to be a pro, you got to be a professional. And so uh, people need to be inspired and motivated in those areas. And, and so, again, RoyHallJr.com, um, it's real it's real simple. I mean, the fall is filling up uh, for, for 21. And so, you know, it might be something in 22 that you might be able to get me into. But that's the piece. But And the biggest thing, Aaron, is that you find out that it's not necessarily like people can't perform under pressure or perform um, in high-stress environments. A lot of it is carryover from their private and personal life. So I'm the mindset guy. I'm the this is this is the thinking of a leader. This is what the mindset is of a great leader. This is 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 how they fight through and filter through adversity or when things don't go their way. And so I kind of lay those out and really challenge people, my words and my delivery. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. So I know I know some people listening right now. Take the step. Go to RoyHallJr.com. And, and just click on the check availability button, you know, and we can get the information going and we can go from there and, and get to know each other a little bit, have maybe a little brief consultation and, and go from there. And I highly recommend it again. Like, like I said, the first, and, I, and I don't want to speak for you, uh, but, but I know that we've met twice and the two times we met in person, man, you make me feel like I was family and that, that, that means something too. And I have a feeling you'll walk in a room and, and be the same way with any company that, that yes, wants sir. to uh, check that availability. So uh, the second thing is your podcast, right? So you launched the podcast, which is awesome, by the way, like I said, it's what my, I want mine to be when it grows up. It looks, yours looks better. You, you look better. So I, I got to get in better shape, but your camera looks great. Everything looks real good, man. You're, you're doing great. And, and, and the episodes I've listened to were awesome. Uh, a lot of really what you're breaking down right here for us on this episode. So uh, tell us, talk to us about the podcast. When did you start that and what's going on? Yeah. So we're, we're about 10 episodes in right now. And to be honest, we, um, my co-founder or our co-founder of the Driven Foundation, which is 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 a nonprofit organization we, we started back in uh, 2009, I believe. Um, but so Antonio Smith, uh, another former Ohio State football player um, and I, we started a podcast called Always Ready when the pandemic started. Now, primarily it was it was a video podcast. And uh, we didn't really do a lot of the audio, so we just kind of made a video YouTube, but it was just kind of keeping people up to date. We, I mean, we talked about anything. Now, remember this Tiger King all the way through the bubble playoffs. So we just kind of we had to keep ourselves busy. I got to listen to that. (laughs) in, in In the process of talking about Tiger King, what I started doing 
was taking those moments and breaking them down into different messages. And so while we were talking about just our opinions on that episode, I would kind of take a step back. And what we started doing with these personal and professional development trainings later in the week after we recorded the podcast. So if I talked about Tiger King, I would probably do a message on being caged, right? What does it feel like being locked mm -hmm. up in fear, locked mm -hmm. up in depression and like how to escape that? So mm -hmm. I would take whatever we talked about on the podcast on the light way and turn it into a, a development opportunity. And we did that throughout the pandemic. And then once things started shifting, we kind of went away from it. And uh, I said, you know what, what I can do is do more of the development piece. And so now um, I still have a, a personal, uh, I call it personal excellence and leadership or PXL. We do those trainings on Thursday, which I'm gonna actually open up to the public here within the next 30 days uh, for people to get a 45 minute personal excellence training and leadership um, every single Thursday. And so we do five week series. And so we'll open that up. So that turns into the podcast. A lot of those teachings turn into the podcast. So my podcast is not an interview format like this, which I think is absolutely awesome. And most podcasts are mine is direct motivation, encouragement, um, you know, perspective driven. And you get to hear me kind of get all over the place and get wild and get passionate about trying to get you to become the very best personal and professional that you can be for that particular week. And um, it's been going extremely well. And uh, the, the reviews have been great. And again, I'm leveraging that again to create another avenue to penetrate um, another another layer of influence, which is through your ears. You know, what I mean, some people see things and most people hear things. And so you want to make sure they're hearing the right things. And the things that I've heard maybe want to run through a brick wall. So they're, they're, <laughs> they're real good, man. And they're, you, you know, it's really, really good stuff. And, and it reminds me of, of Inky Johnson. Um, who I don't know if you know, but but I know you know who he is. Uh, but you know Inky's grasp a platform that uh, you know unfortunately I guess for, for for from a sports perspective was given to him. But uh, he's grasped a platform, and man, he's inspired a lot of people. And I feel like that's what yours is doing as well. So um, that that's all really really good stuff. You mentioned driven. Let's talk about driven for a minute. Sure. What what is? Uh, let's talk about driven. Just tell tell me all about it. If if no one's familiar with it, talk to me about driven. Let me give you a number real quick. Okay. So one out of seven people in Ohio struggles with hunger. One in five children in Ohio struggles with hunger. Now, I know we're touching states all around the country right now with this podcast. And mm -hmm. I would imagine that no matter where you're listening to or wherever you're from, those statistics are relatively similar. And so there has to be more than just the food banks that are addressing this problem. It has to be more than just your traditional food drive in your office where there's 17 cans of unopened stuff from people's pantries that they just threw in because somebody put a sign in a plastic tub that said, hey, you know, we can help an organization by collecting some food. You, you have to do a little bit more. Um, I actually challenged the Ohio State football team as I went and spoke to them um, not too long ago. And the question uh, was, do you have heart? And usually it's, do you have heart, meaning do you have courage? You know, do you have the ability? Do you have perseverance? Do you have the ability to fight and scratch? Right. That's a different type of heart. But I'm talking about, do you care enough? Do you have empathy? Do you have compassion? Do you have heart? Right. Do you have enough care? Do you care enough to do something? Right. And so the Driven Foundation was developed again and started me and Antonio Smith because we wanted to use our platform as former Ohio State players and then at the time, uh, current NFL players 
uh, to do a little bit more than just teach kids how to run 40 yard dash and catch footballs and make tackles. And we understood that um, while we have this platform and we'll continue to leverage it as best we can, we need to make a difference. And so we provide basic human needs to families to combat poverty and to build hope. And so you think, okay, let me think basic human needs. Is that food? Yes. Is that clothing? Yes. Is that shelter? Yes. Um, is that school supplies? Yes. Um, so we, is that hygiene products? Absolutely. So to, to combat poverty, yes. And then also to build hope because you can give a family a week's worth of food. We've given, we've distributed 1.25 million pounds of free food to over 9,000 families since 2009. You can give a family a week's worth of food and that week's worth of food that you take the stress and you take the burden off of those families could be the reason why they can focus now on building their resume so that they have the confidence to then go and do that job interview and get a job and never have to receive another free box of food again. And so you're building hope and building momentum by providing a basic need to these people um, who didn't ask to be in poverty. They didn't wish, they didn't huddle up with uh, all their prayer partners and say, hey, pray that I am in poverty and struggling for the next 15 years. Right. People find themselves in situations um, to sometimes no fault of their own. Sometimes it is, but many times it's not. Um, I was one of those families and born and, and lived in one of those families that needed those uh, hand ups, so to speak, um, and opportunities to, for people to help us. Um, my dad has some challenges with substance abuse. Um, him and my mom split and she was raising two kids on her own, working two jobs. Now, all of a sudden, things look a little bit different. And so mm -hmm. when you, you remember being a kid and you open the refrigerator and there's water and there's milk with an expiration date that was three or four or five days prior and there's nothing else in the refrigerator, there's no pantry, uh, there's there's some crackers and maybe some bread, like you remember not having these things. And so you're like, wow, my mom didn't ask for this. And I would imagine that even in 2021, there are people and families struggling. They didn't ask for that. So I remember where I was. I know where I am today, and I also know where these families are today. And I just as much as I didn't want to be in that position, I don't want them in this position either. And so I need to do my part again. Do you care enough to do something about the problem? Um, and it's like the old saying, it's not the old saying, it's my saying, don't complain, contribute. So mm. stop telling me about what's going on and contribute to the solution. And that's what we do with the Driven Foundation. Man. And if you guys are missing it, I, I don't know how many people watch on video. Uh, hopefully, you know, a lot listen. I know a lot listen on audio, not, a, not as much on video, but uh, there's a lot of passion in those words. And there's a lot of truth and and um, perspective from someone who lived it, as, as he just said. So, um, you know, one of the things we did a few years ago was, and this is probably, I don't know, five, 10 years ago, um, we were spending every Christmas, we were spending, um, I don't know, man, it was a stupid amount of money on our little Christmas photo that we sent out to everybody that already <laughs> probably didn't need it or whatever. And it was about the time social media came along. I'm like, why don't we do this? When when And I found out and we got a card in the mail from, I think it was a middle high food banker or um, it wasn't, I can't remember the name of it now. Uh, Lutheran brother, I believe is anyway, uh, whoever it was, my wife, my wife does our bills as you can see or here. Um, but, but every year we get this card and you know, it's like two seventy five to feed mm -hmm. someone for Thanksgiving meal. Mm -hmm. $2.75, man. How much are we blowing on this card that somebody's going to put in a basket or put on the refrigerator for two weeks and then throw away once Christmas has passed? Like that, that doesn't make sense. And my point in all of that is to say, sometimes you don't have to 
go out and make more money to help someone, just redirect the funds that you're you're maybe spending on something that just doesn't make sense. You know, when we can put it on Facebook, we can post our picture of our Christmas family every year and say, hey, Merry Christmas from the Conrads. And now I can take those those funds that we were spending on something and redirect them to someone else. I mean, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe it's Netflix. Maybe we, we spend money on stuff. And as you said so passionately a minute ago, man, there's, you know, we, we need to... As I always say, we need to, from a song I heard, you need to take your so-called problems and put them in quotations because mm-hmm. somebody's got it a lot worse, man. And, mm-hmm. and our problems, a flat tire, uh, you know, whatever it might be, when you look at that in the scope of the lens of someone else that needs, that, that could use our help and we can provide it, man, we need to do better. And and so anyway, now I'm on a rant, but no, 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 but, no, um, that's good. I like, that's, I, that's what I feel, man. I wrote down the word redirect. I really mm-hmm. like that. Um, because I mean, it just has to matter to you. It has to matter to you. Right. It has to matter. I read I read this article, um, AC, and 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 it was about this gentleman uh, named Kenneth Smith, if I remember his name correctly. And this gentleman was experiencing homelessness. This is a Texas uh, story out of Texas, and he's experiencing homelessness. And and, and the first thing that you got to understand when you talk about because people say, oh, man, he's homeless or we got to help feed the homeless. And, and what people don't understand is, um, and, and you know, people people call it politically correct. I just call it the I like the correct way of saying things. If, if I'm watch, watch this, watch this. I can either call you homeless or I can say you're experiencing homelessness. Mm. There's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. It's one thing about labels late when people label you, they limit you. Right. right. So if I right. call you homeless, I am limiting you and your thinking. And literally every time I say the word homeless, you on, you see that as your ceiling. Like This right. is who you are. This is what your reality is. And this is what you're going to be. You're not going to be more than that. And I'm looking you in the face as I give you a free meal and still calling you homeless. Right. So it said he's experiencing homelessness. And I said, think about how many people who are experiencing it. And here's the thing about the definition of experience. It means it's temporary. It means mm-hmm. it's coming to an end. So mm-hmm. if you're experiencing depression or experiencing a, a loss in your family or mm-hmm. experiencing a fight against cancer or experiencing a job loss or experiencing a promotion or experiencing a wedding or like it could go both ways. But these are things that are going to eventually come to an end. And it said this gentleman who's experiencing homelessness, it said that he was panhandling outside of an outback steakhouse he's panhandling outside of an outback steakhouse the 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 story goes on to say that he so i did a message on patience surrounding this gentleman but it said he sometimes he'd fall asleep whatever it may be but the story says that a stranger walked past and tapped him on the shoulder and said hey are you okay do you need anything he said i'm starving i'm Hmm. starving Mm-hmm. And then I started thinking, because this has a couple different things I want to want to talk about real quick, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um, the first being when someone asks you or asks you, "Are you okay? How are you doing? How's your day going?" Ninety eight percent of human beings, oh, I'm good. Right? How are you? Right. You're lying. Right. You're absolutely lying. So while you're going through something and fighting something inside of your mind by yourself, someone, the universe has sent some God, someone came to you and said, how are you doing Mm -hmm. out out of pride and ego? 
you won't tell the truth. I don't know you well enough. If someone said, how are you today? And, and, and you were honest, like, you know, what? I'm going through a lot right now. Yeah. That person has to make a decision. Mm -hmm. He is he or she is never going to ask that question again or <laughs> worst case scenario. Right. They will listen to you and hopefully give you some encouragement. Mm -hmm. They may mm -hmm. be even the person that have gone through exactly what you're going through, but they don't even know that you need help. A lot of people feel like I need help and there's no one to help me. But it's not that there's no one to help you. It's just that you're unwilling to say, yo, I'm jacked up right now. Right. Like I'm going through something I've never experienced in my life before. Yeah. And it said that this man said, I'm starving. This lady walked into the Outback Steakhouse, not five dollars. Talk about redirect, not ten dollars, not two dollars, not. I'm just going to get you a meal. She got a hundred dollar gift card. Wow. Walked back outside. Mm -hmm. the Here's the thing. The value to her was a hundred dollars and regular people money is a hundred dollars. Like if you could think about all the many things you could spend a hundred dollars on, but to somebody that has nothing, a hundred dollars is like me and you making a hundred thousand dollars is somebody giving us 10 million, yeah. right? You get a hundred dollar gift card when you're starving. The mm -hmm. value on that is unbelievable, right? So he takes the gift card in the process. The manager of the Outback is like, you know, I, she watches the lady get the $100 gift card and go back outside and gives this man the $100 gift card. She's like, oh, my goodness. That was so kind of her. The guy comes in with the $100 gift card ready to spend it. The lady at Outback said, you keep that, mm. but you never have to pay for a meal here again. Mm. Then she said, I want to sit down and eat with you. Look at these investments. Look at Come this on. hope being invested. Yeah. And she talks to the man and she's quoted in this article as saying. He is so great to my customers. Mm. What? Right. The guy that's outside making some people not want to walk in mm. is great to your customers. Right. So it said two things to me. One. We there are people that we know need our help. Mm -hmm. That for whatever reason, we won't help until mm -hmm. we see someone around us help them first. Yeah. That manager could have gave that, gave that gentleman food, but she, she didn't, but it was, it wasn't until that one of her customers did something nice for him that she said, I can do something too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the part that I really want to get to is the fact that he's like just going through this. And, and, and it, by the way, she ends up offering him a job. Wow. He gives him a job mm -hmm. and he gets a job. Mm -hmm. And she said he's never been looking for handouts or whatever it may be. But I was thinking about how many people. And you're like, where are you going with this? How many people? Oh, you're good. <laughs> how, wait a minute. How many people walked past that man mm -hmm. and didn't even see him as a human being? Mm -hmm. See is the word. They didn't see him. Didn't see him. Mm -hmm. didn't acknowledge him, mm -hmm. purposely ignored him, right. have hearts that are so hardened and they are so, so selfish mm -hmm. that you walk past a living, breathing person on the pavement and didn't think that I should do something because if I give him money, he might spend it on alcohol. If I give him money, he might use it on drugs. Uh, I He needs to get up and move somewhere else because he doesn't belong here. I had to work hard for my own stuff, and he should have to get up and move from here. 
how many people walk past mm -hmm. and how long did that man have to be down because of so many people that walked past and didn't see him as a human being. And mm -hmm. that's, that is why we're supposed to do what we're supposed to do. That is why to, to, to kind of take it back to how we started, you have a conversation with someone and you see them as a human being, mm -hmm. right? You, you, it is our responsibility, no matter what profession you have to redirect your mm -hmm. thinking and your finances to make sure that people have basic human needs, right. period. This is right. not a, oh, I don't have it. I don't know them. They're not from around where I'm from. If you see someone that needs help in the office, in, in the cubicle next to you, you, I mean, you fight and scratch and claw to make sure that bottom line looks like it's supposed to look for a CEO that probably doesn't even know your name. Right. But when you see a person that's willing to say, hello, have a blessed day to you on the sidewalk, you mm -hmm. write them off and don't have enough time to spend three dollars on getting them something to eat. Right. So um, that's that's why we do. That's called walking in purpose. That's the missing piece to mm -hmm. being uh, uh, to living a fulfilled life. Mm -hmm. Right. When you say every day is a gift, tomorrow's not promised. That's the missing piece to get you over the hump, to keep you motivated. Understand that you have the power to change an individual's life by what you do and what you say. And you you said it a few times. I wrote it down. You know, we look at people, but we do we see them. I look at someone in my office that's in a cubicle or someone that comes in is having a bad day. I look at them, but do I see them? And yeah. I think that's that's what I wrote down. And I got to go back to it because I think it was so powerful. And hopefully uh, people people are still listening to that. Um, you said and what I wrote down is you're not, ex you know, you're experiencing alcoholism. You're experiencing and I wrote a blank. And what I put is insert addiction here. Yeah. If instead of saying that you're an alcoholic, yeah, maybe if we told people you're experiencing alcoholism, yep, then at least I have an open door to get out of it. Let me just, you know, and I'm using alcoholism because the first thing that came to mind. Sure, you ins sure. insert a, an addiction here because we're in a world right now and we're coming out of a pandemic, man. And, and I'm preaching the choir, I'm sure. Uh, we're coming out of a pandemic that that I think immersed people in a lot of things that they are experiencing now mm. and they are not who they were before the pandemic. Right. But if we start putting labels on them, like you're an alcoholic, you know, because of the pandemic, instead of saying, you know what, you're experiencing alcohol, man, I love that dude. Mm. I, I, that may be the richest thing you've and you said a lot of great stuff, but I love the, the experience, you know, Hey, you went into the, you went into the pandemic and now you're experiencing alcoholism. But you're not an alcoholic and the, right. the pandemic's over. Let's go. Right, Absolutely. man, that 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 charts a different course for someone. And so I thank you for that. That is that right there is worth the price. Of admission. Oh, there you go. So, no, oh, man, that's really that. good stuff, dude. And like I said, it goes both ways because right. you have to prepare for both because right. you you can be experiencing success mm -hmm. and then it could all go away. And mm -hmm. so you can't bank on the fact that this is going to be my experience for the rest of my life. Things mm -hmm. are going to change. Right. I was experiencing a certain level of my dream come true success in the NFL. And then it ended like right. because of injuries. Then I started the foundation and I was experiencing some things with that. You have some highs and some lows and it's just experiences. And then mm -hmm. as a speaker, you know, you go through waves like sometimes you're booked up. 
every single day for three weeks straight. And then you might have a week or two or a month where there's a gap during a pandemic. What are you going to do? You could be speaking every single week at multiple businesses around the, the world. For that matter, the pandemic hits, you're in your living room. Mm -hmm. So these experiences change. And now we're coming up out of this pandemic. And now everybody wants to have the experience of being in person. But even that, can be a you recognize this could be taken away from me and so again do, don't take anything for granted um even meeting someone um that may not look like you may not talk like you may not act like you may not have the same acumen on multiple uh, uh topics like you do but they are a human being with a heart they're breathing they're living and that person um can change your life just as fast as you could change theirs well, man, I and I hate to. I, I don't want to. I don't want this to end. We could talk all night. I mean that. I mean, I, I mean, but at the same time, I want to value your time. And I think what you just said was a great stopping point for now. Uh, but man, let's do this again. It would be my honor to do it again with you because this is awesome, man. You are you are so full of wisdom, uh, and I could sit with you for hours. I mean that. But I think what I want to do is because you said that, I want to end it right there because. I want people to hear, and I started with this. So, so you you teed it up perfect for where we started, and that's you. You don't just say these things, man. You've lived it, and and I mean that by saying that you just said. I may not look like you. I'm not. I'm certainly not as as physically fit as you. Um, we did. We we were. We did grow up in the same area. Code two one six. Um, and I think were you a two one six or four 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 zero. Oh? I'm two one six, brother. See, a a right, but that's about the only thing you and I would probably have in common. I've, I've I didn't play at Ohio State, uh, you know. I mean, there's a million things that we don't have in common, but man, you treated me as if we have a million things in common. Like we sat in a locker room together, we 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 had you know practice together every day, and and I never ever expected that from you. Um, you know, I didn't have any expectation, but man, you treated me that way. So I want I want to make sure everybody hears. You're not just saying what all the things we talked about. You don't just talk these things. This isn't just for a podcast. It's not so you can get a speaking engagement. Sure. Man, you live these things. And I think anybody that knows you from this or or has met you before um, would probably agree that that uh, that that's that's what 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 you are, man. That's that's who you are, and that's your character, as you talked about earlier. I do have one more question for you. Speaking of character, uh, you played under Tony Dungy. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Did you just love Tony Dungy? Man, he's absolutely awesome. Okay. And, <laughs> Honestly, he's, um, he's he's awesome. I mean, high character, uh, yeah. man of faith, um, and just someone who just demands a certain level of excellence. Mm -hmm. And uh, he just will not accept excuses. And But he will also do everything he possibly can to put you in a position to succeed. Um, you know, just from a man's standpoint, um, making family a priority, uh, making rest a priority mm. um, and just doing everything you need to do. And obviously making his faith um, and faith for his, 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 his uh, team, not teammates, but just the players on the team and those things, making that a priority. He's an awesome man. And um, you know, he's been through so much, you mm -hmm. know, just the era he grew up in with mm -hmm. just dealing with things of racism and not having the opportunities from a coaching standpoint and just having to go through the ranks and waiting his time and doing what he was supposed to do. And, uh, being a perfect match, watch this. Being there is a reason why Peyton Manning didn't win a Super Bowl until he was matched with Coach Tony Dungy. That's mm. the one thing he was great before Coach Tony Dungy and had some great coaches and great numbers, but he could not win a Super Bowl. And it took the right man, 
of high character Mm -hmm. to earn the respect of Peyton Manning to where he understood that this person um, is making me a better man and professional, not just caring about a Super Bowl. I don't think coaches wake up like we're going to win a Super Bowl. It's like, can I build character and can Mm -hmm. I put together a team of men of high character so that when adversity strikes, because it will, we can bounce back and get through it. And so Coach Dungy was uh, absolutely amazing. Awesome. Well, it's very clear to me that that um, two people you've had two coaches, just the two we've spoken. And you probably, I'm sure you've had a ton of others um, in, in various levels, whatever that was. But at the end of the day, man, uh, <laughs> you know, Jim Tressel, Tony Dungy, those guys clearly left fingerprints, you know, on your life. And and I couldn't think of two other guys that I'd rather, uh, uh, you know, choose to just even sit at their feet for a little bit and listen to um, um, uh, the greatest book I ever read was quiet strength by Tony Dungy. Um, And and I will probably say that the rest of my life, Uh, there's a number two book, but, but number one is always going to be quiet strength, just an amazing book. And I just kept thinking, is this guy for real and everything I've heard and read and seen, he really is that guy and uh, incredible book, but uh, it's clear that they've imprinted you because you're a very similar person like they are, man. And I say that again, um, High character, man. Um, just uh, somebody that's treated me with the ultimate kindness. Even the time we've spent today uh, means just the world to me that you would come on and do this for me. And, uh, you know, hopefully I'm able to to send some people your way for your podcast, your website, for Driven, all the things we've talked about, man. You you, you are a, you're a salt of the earth, man. I, I, I'm very appreciative of you. I really am. No, I appreciate that, AC, man. And, you know, just keep using your position again. My, my whole thing is use your position to help mm-hmm. reposition those in need mm-hmm. and and need sometimes is just hearing your podcast, hearing your guests. Right. Like you may need encouragement. You may need help. You may need support. You may need direction. You may need some leadership instruction, um, but you're doing a great job staying consistent, staying Thanks. consistent. This is episode 94, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you're on your way to 100. How many people can say they have 100 episodes by themselves doing their own thing? Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine there's many a evenings and nights and days where you're like, man, I don't feel like it. I don't know who I'm going to have on, where the guests mm-hmm. going to come from. But you keep pushing. And, and that's the key, man, to, to consistently reveal your perseverance, your persistence and your resilience, man. And uh, you're doing a great job setting the example by what you do. You, my friend, do care enough to do something. So I really appreciate um, this platform and you allowing me to come on uh, to hopefully make a difference in the lives of your listeners. Guarantee it's going to happen. And now you're going to make me cry by saying all ah. things about me. So uh, with that, man, thank you so much, Roy. I wish you nothing but the best. Let's do this again, okay? Because this yes, was sir. real good. And I think we just scratched the surface of a lot of stuff that, that we could probably talk about with Welcome to Unscripted. But man, thanks. Let's do this again, okay? Yes, sir. Appreciate you, brother. All right, man. I appreciate you. Take care. 216. (laughs) This has been the latest episode of the Unscripted Podcast with your host, Aaron Conrad, from his studio at the Junction in Old Hilliard. Make sure to like, share, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platforms. Also, make sure to check out my song, Great and Mighty One, on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your music. We'll be back with another great guest soon. We'll see you next time.